Well, the problem with the turnkey properties, it still takes time and effort. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Curation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. I got Matt Jones with me today. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Todd? I'm doing excellent. Excellent. Um, so, anything new, Matt, we want to hit on? Uh, I guess I closed on one of my properties to sell, so I've got cash reserves to help me ride through any other challenges that might come our way with COVID-19. Excellent. And I am on my last chapter for my book, so really done. Nice. Love it. Love it. Uh, well, we're looking forward to that coming out and we're going to have to uh, promote the heck out of it when it does. And I, I, I it's kind of exciting. Well, maybe we'll, once you uh, launch it, I think you and I should just do a, a whole podcast episode talking about the book, your, the reason why you did the book um, and kind of just highlighting what's in it and why people should get it. And maybe you can even provide our listeners some discount uh, codes. I don't know how you're going to sell it. And I, I may be forcing your hand at providing some discounts because we haven't talked about that, but we'll see. Maybe we can do something nice for our listeners. Yeah, that's not um, a problem. I'm not looking to make a ton of money off of it. Essentially, it's yeah. going to be a resource for people exploring uh, real estate investing on. Cool, cool. Yeah, for me, uh, you know, look, I mean, May, April turned out to be a pretty good month. Uh, and I don't want to spend a ton of time on the whole COVID thing, but April turned out to be a, a pretty good month. May so far has been really excellent actually on several of our properties uh as of two days ago which two days ago let's see we're recording this on may 13th two days ago was may 11th uh, we already had exceeded the amount of rents collected the entire month of april uh, on our couple of our properties which means we're probably gonna i mean we are very much going to exceed April's rents on several properties, if not every property, it's looking like um, we are ahead on every single property uh, of ours, uh, equal to or ahead. The only equal to means we're at 100% on both. Um, uh, otherwise, we're ahead. So that's that's really good news. Uh, and it's going to, I think, as, as I look here, unless things change, unless the you know, tenants start doing rent strikes and they haven't done my buildings yet. Um, so unless things change, we're going to see June and July be really good. And then a lot of question marks start to pop up. So I think it's smart what you just said at the beginning of having ample cash reserves just in case, because I think there's still a lot of just in case, right? Things are looking good. Multifamily uh, or real estate investors that are in residential overall look pretty dang smart right now. They look like, wow, this is bulletproof. However, let's not count our money before it all comes in, right? Let's not get too excited and be just really smart and diligent until this really clarifies a little bit, until we really know what's going on. Then we can celebrate, but I'm not celebrating yet. I'm thankful for what's happening. Uh, with my rent collections. I'm very thankful and I feel you know, a lot of gratitude towards it. Well, Matt, what's the topic today? Well, today we're going to be talking about active versus passive investing. You know, I see these ads on Facebook of some of these gurus of uh, making it seem so easy to invest in real estate. So, William and Buffy and then go on the beach. Uh, isn't that exactly how it is, right? Buy a couple more family properties, just, just a few years, and you're going to have a portfolio of thousand units. And you're going to be retired on the beach, sipping, uh, you know, and hanging out and not have a care of the world. That's exactly how it goes with everybody. Uh, so, <laughs> you're right. Let's do it. 
that's, that's it. That's the end of the episode. Uh, I'm going to take that back. I just got made on Kate. Oh, really? At least not my friends. No, you and I must be doing wrong. That's not my friends either. I think, like, look, I think a lot of of gurus, you know, they're they're selling. Um, So they're trying to sell a dream to people. And, you know, right, wrong, or whatever, that dream's not really accurate. Now, look, if you want to sit on the beach, sip Mai Tais, and and play it cool, um, for me, you know, I, I need a couple bucks, right? I got my, my personal residence. Uh, we got to pay for, for the stuff our kids do. Um, you know, and then, and then of course, if you're going to be vacationing, I don't want a vacation on, on a shoestring budget. I don't need to blow the bank, but I got to have a good income coming in and my wife's got to be able to quit her job. So I want to see, you know, probably 200,000, maybe even 300,000 to live comfortably or more than comfortable. I, I can live a lot less than that. Trust me. And I do. But if, if I want to you know, travel and do all that kind of stuff, I probably need some money. Right. So if, if I want, let's just say I want 300,000. Well, if I'm going to invest truly passively, that means I'm investing in other people's syndications. I've been, you know, I'm investing in other, other deals that are, are truly passive. Uh, that means I probably have to invest around $4 million of capital in order to get that 300000 Now, if you go, oh, I only need 100000 well, then then do the math and figure it out. You'll probably need, you know, let's call it $1.5 uh, to invest. So, but the point is you have to have a lot of capital. Even if you only need hundred k, you still need a lot of capital to invest, to do it truly private or passively. Now, that's not what most of us do, right? Some of us do that and some of us create that and that's awesome. But a lot of us, especially a lot of the listeners are, are active and want to be active and they go, okay, we're going to buy all these apartments. We're going to create this financial freedom. And I'm, what I want to talk about is you can create financial freedom. You can do an excellent job. You can build a, an amazing business. But the one thing you have to realize is that it's active. It's truly active, right? Uh, Matt, is your stuff passive? Do you just sit around and do nothing? Uh, some of it, yes. Uh, you know, I, the syndication I'm part of, I really don't do anything with that, but the, the rest of the real estate I own is very active. You know, I got tenants calling me, I got uh, overseeing contractors, lots of things involved uh, for my real estate. Now the syndication you're involved in, are you a general partner in or are you a limited partner in? Limited partner. So I just get emails once in a while from the GP and, and a cash uh, deposit in my bank account once in a while, which is nice. Yeah. So that's what I'm talking about. That's the passive income that if you want to create that. Now, if you were to want $100,000 of passive income, how much would you have to invest right now? Do you know? Like what, what kind of, if you just took the check that you're getting, how much money you have invested, could you extrapolate that and tell, or what do you, whatever the word is uh, and, you know, figure out, would it be about a million, million and a half to get a hundred thousand? Uh, yeah, yeah. If you're getting a preferred rate of, you know, seven or eight percent, then uh, yeah, it's right in that range. Yeah, and that's the case for I think most people. And I'm not saying like, look, you can't do that. You definitely can't. Just this is this cash heavy approach. Um, so you got to understand the differences. I personally like doing both. So I do have some passive investments uh, in syndications, and I do have. Uh, mostly active investments in in my 
I've got a portfolio of both single family houses and one to, I call them one to four unit properties. And that's, that's active. We've got our own property management company. Um, our property management company does showings and all that kind of stuff. And so that takes our effort to make sure those properties are running. I've got a team that I have to you know, be in charge of. And then the other is I have uh, my larger portfolio. And again, that's active. And that I have to do the asset management and find the properties and all that kind of stuff. And I'm continuing to grow that. And I have to deal with investors. And so there's a lot of day-to-day activity that I have to do for both my small portfolio, my big portfolio, and then my passive investments, I do nothing, right? I look at statements here and there. I open some emails, see what I've got, make sure the money got into my account and that's it. So those are easy, but the rest of it, if you're going to try to build something, it takes a real effort, definitely real effort. Yeah. When you're getting into real estate, you have to be able to add value to uh, the property. I mean, whether that's you're putting cash because you've got lots of cash in your bank account or you've got a lot of knowledge and experience that you can add, or if you don't have any of that, then just your time, sweat equity to yeah. put into build. Up. Yeah. And I, I get a lot of, hear a lot of people talking about these um, turnkey properties, right? You know, go in and buy a turnkey property well, the problem with the turnkey properties is it still takes time and effort. And they think I'm going to be a passive investor and I'm going to buy these turnkey properties and somebody else is going to manage them for me. Well, I've got properties that I never have bought in a turnkey from scratch, but I create turnkey properties, right? So I buy a property, fix it up, renovate it, and then I hire third-party property management companies to do it. And guess what? They're still not passive. Now, is it less active than if I'm managing it myself? Sure. But if you're going to get good results, you're still going to be having to actively talk with the property management company, come up with strategies, make decisions on when you're going to sell, make decisions on what you're going to buy, make decisions on um, you know, improvement schedules, all that kind of stuff. So there's, there's still plenty of decisions to make. There's still asset management to do. You can't just take your hands off the steering wheel because then you're going to crash and burn. Mm-hmm. So no matter where you slice it, uh, you know, real estate in general, it takes work. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to break down also into syndication because I, wa- I wanted to hit on that. And I hear a lot of people talking about syndication, how it's the way to go because, you know, you can raise private money and, and, and I agree. It's a great way to go. If, if that's a good fit for you. But what people I think don't realize is now you're running two businesses, right? Um, And maybe even more depending on how you've got your company set up. But your first business is, is real estate investing, right? And so we, we have to find the properties, source the, source the deals, you know, get the, get the team put in place, um, asset manage the, the property, you know, do all that. Okay. So that's, that's, that's one company. That's your multifamily company. The second company is going to be your syndication. Those are truly true. Like in my opinion, different businesses and they should be treated differently. Um, Now they work together congruently, right? They, they, they're very much together, but they're very much different 
at the same time. So investor relationships are super important and shouldn't be confused with asset management relationships or, and property management relationships. So those are two different things. You're marketing in two different ways. You're dealing with two totally different types of people. Um, and so you need to make sure that your team is set up to be able to handle both. Um, and that's, that's where I think a lot of people get can like, they're not confused, but they don't really understand and grasp what it takes to do that syndication versus just being an investor. In my opinion, they're two different, like you've got to treat them as different businesses. Uh, they're both very active. Yeah. Different skill sets involved with you know, those two as well and different rules and regulations. I mean, on the real estate, you've got real estate rules and then syndication, it falls under the SEC. So you've got all these securities regulations that you have to follow. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, a lot of different nuances between the two. So just something for people to, to think about as they're looking at, okay, what are my options and how am I going to get into this? There's a lot of different ways to go about uh, real estate investing. There's no right or wrong answer. You just have to decide what's right for you and, and can you handle, uh, can you handle those differences? Um, you know, dealing with investors has its own challenges. Um, and so are you ready for those challenges? You know, it has its own responsibilities. Are you ready for those responsibilities? I've talked about it before and how like with my own portfolio of properties, it's nice because I've got this own portfolio. I can decide when I want to sell, how long I want to keep these properties. Um, if I want to refinance uh, and then where that money goes. And so I can decide all those things. I've got nobody to talk to about need to talk to about it. I don't have to check in with anybody. I don't even have to check in with my wife. Uh, good thing she doesn't listen to this podcast because she might, uh, she might, she might disagree, but um, that's, you know, the great thing with my own portfolio where my syndications, I can't just, I can't just go and refinance that property and not tell my investors about it uh, before that I'm, this is what the plan is and here's what we're doing and here's what's going to go on with the capital. Like I have to have actually that plan written out before we even enter into um, the agreement, right? Before we even buy the property, I need that plan. And if we shift our plan, we need to have very open dialogue. We can't be like, you know, planning at the last minute. Now there's some things like, Hey, if I'm going to go sell that property and I'm making big profits, I don't think any investor is going to get mad at me, but you know, we can't just make these random decisions. I can't decide, hey guys, I'm just going to keep this property for another 10 years. Guess what? Our, our business, I know our business plan said five years, but how about we do 15 now? How's that sound? Like, sure, can we ask them about it? But if, if the investors aren't on board, we're going to have to do what's best for the investors and what their wishes are because we had a business plan set out. We can't just randomly shift it and expect everybody's going to be okay with it. Yep versus if you just have a single family house that you're renting out. I mean, you can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. 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 Well, cool. Um, I don't know. I don't have anything else to talk about that. I just want to cover those, uh, those little things. I think the most important part that I wanted to, to hit on today was just that active versus passive. And I it just, I've, I've heard it quite a few times, I guess, recently about people talking about this, they, they've created this financial freedom and they've got this great passive income. They're managing, you know, 150 units themselves, um, you know, single families and duplexes and whatever. And they've got this big portfolio or maybe not even 150, maybe it's 50 units. Um, 
but they're managing themselves and they created financial freedom. Now they can do what they want, when they want, where they want, with who they want. I'm going, really? I think you've created a business and I think you've done an amazing job and that's awesome, but let's not take our eye off the ball. Make sure that we're still focusing on our business because that's what you've created is a business, not a passive investment. Yep. And like you said earlier, it's not one you can just walk away from. You can't just walk away from. It's going to crash and burn. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Well, cool, Matt. That's all I got. You have a fantastic rest of the day. Make every day Saturday. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. But your rating and review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and, and also, look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out, and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.